Welcome to Making Leader Moves podcast, the show that brings you powerhouse Latinas together to discuss the challenges our comunidades are facing and the moves they took to prioritize joy in their careers. Spoiler alert, but also no surprise, they usually found joy within their comunidades that they built for themselves. Hola, my name is Giovanna Rosales, your host here at Making Leader Moves, and I am so excited to be here with you all. On today's show, we are going to talk about how crucial y importante it is to hype yourself up and not give into certain body image stigmas that we have been that have been laid out for us um, by society and media. The person that I will be speaking to today is very special and near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm here with my little primita. Her name is Alejandra Gonzalez. She is a badass entrepreneur who graduated from the Paul Mitchell School. Oh my God, I'm about to start crying, y'all, because I was there when she walked um, through the stage to receive her diploma. Okay, we'll leave the tears for another day. <laughs> Not a time. Um, and now she has her own beauty studio where she focuses on her expertise as a hairstylist, a nail tech, and soon-to-be lash installment queen. Get it, girl. We love yeah. that for you. Um, she has worked on dozens of folks to make them not only feel beautiful on the outside, but from the inside as well. Hola, primita, and welcome to Making Leader Moves. I am so excited to have you on this show. Um, I know I talked a little bit about your journey and where you are at now, but I really want to let the listeners and the viewers know who exactly you are and how you ended up becoming a hairstylist as well as a, um, a nail tech and being able to have your own studio um, all before the age of 30, which bad kudos to you, like mad kudos, mad kudos to you. Um, I know it was not your original plan, but how did you get here? Um, and I And I think it's important for us to focus on your path because you took the path last traveled by and it was a little bit tricky for you since you did have to stand up to the people who love you the most, a.k.a. my tío and my tía, a.k.a. tus papás. <laughs> um, and you had a fight for what you really wanted for yourself and for your soul and for your joy. So if you want to tell us how you got here, um, yeah, we'd love to hear. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having of course. me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's funny because when I think about it, I feel like I'm not that accomplished at all. But then when I hear like people bring it out, like opening my own business before I'm 30, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> you did that. Yes, um, you did that. But it kind of all started, of course, like when I graduated high school mm -hmm. and my mom was like, oh, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like, she kind of wanted me to be like a nurse or a doctor. And I, first of all, I get squeamish with blood and shots. So that's a no-go. <laughs> but I feel like I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to business school. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. And I remember my parents being like so, so excited for me to like work an office job. Because I feel like for immigrant parents, that's like top tier, right? Like Exactly. To, be in an office that's air conditioned, have like a 401k, like retirement, all that, because they never had that growing up. I mean, this is why your mom wanted you to be a nurse. Yeah, like it was the top, it was super top it was care. Top notch, and I feel like yeah. my parents would always talk about that, and I was just kind of like, that sounds terrible. 
like literally <laughs> terrible. Like, you want me to work behind a desk? Yeah. For the rest of my life. And I don't know. It just didn't sit well with me at first. And I felt like I tried really hard to go to school. But I think because. Well, I, you did go to school, I right? Did go to yeah. School. And I think just because my love and my passion wasn't there, it just like wasn't reflecting like in my grades or like academic wise, like it just was not it. Mm -hmm. And then I actually remember talking to my little sister and my other Thea, mm -hmm. uh, which is my dad's sister. Mm -hmm. And they were like, just follow your dreams, follow your dreams. Like, it doesn't matter what they say. Like, even if they like threaten to like cut you off or do all this, like just follow your dreams. And then finally, oh, gosh. Like, I know I had dropped out of school actually. And it's funny because I told this to my mom just recently because she actually didn't know. But I had, like, literally dropped out of school for, like, two years, and I was not going to school at all. And Mic drop, y'all. I, I, <laughs> I didn't even know I that. I wasn't going to school. I was literally solely working full-time. Shout out to Menards. Um, <laughs> and I remember, like, my mom would ask me about school, and I'm like, oh, like, school, school, like, whatever. Like, I just, like, would avoid it. And then finally, like, I, the only people who knew were my Thea and Emily, and they were right. just like, dude, like, do you want to work at Menards the rest of your life? And I was yeah. like, no, I don't. So I finally took the leap, and then I signed up for cosmetology school, and I kind of just like, – Without your parents knowing. Without my okay. parents knowing. So okay. then I kind of just told was like, this is where I'm going at 21, 22 years old. And mm -hmm. they were like, what? Nina, okay. <laughs> but I was like, that I, does sound like my I Thea. Was like, I just have to, like, I don't like, I, I don't like school. I can't see myself working this job. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I took the leap of faith, and they were definitely upset with me. But I think, like, once I was in school, which is so funny, because like in cosmetology school, like straight aces, like I was like that person that like went above and beyond. I mm. did what was called like an honor roll program, which you okay. could do like advanced stuff. And in school, when you got like to a certain hours, because in the state of Illinois, you need 1500 hours. Okay. So after a certain hours, I want to say it was like halfway through my course, mm -hmm. you can apply for this, like, because you would take clients on, obviously, like when you were in school, so you mm -hmm. could get the experience. But halfway through that, you can apply for like, it was called phase two. Okay. So it was basically almost like you working in a salon. So like, it was on a separate part of the school. Like, it was like super cute and high end. And they would basically time you like you were a stylist. And not everyone gets into it. And I got into it. And for the last, like, I, like I said, I think the last, like, half of my schooling was that way. Mm -hmm. And I took it very seriously. Like, my studies, because believe it or not, the state board for cosmetology is very much, like, um, like infection control. Okay. And, like, uh, controlled, like, diseases and stuff. Because, okay. like, that shit is real. Mm -hmm. People are gross. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. I've definitely seen some 2020 documentaries yeah, so about that nasty was studios. Yeah, definitely my journey. And then I think, like, once my parents saw, like, I was super serious about it, then they are like, okay, like, this bitch knows what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> we have no choice but to apoyarle. Um, yeah, I think that's something that, like, I, you know, I admire about you because, you know, I think, especially with being first children of immigrant mm -hmm. parents, especially being the first one um, out of your siblings, there's always this internal of like, I need to please my parents yes. because they came here with nothing and I need to give for them and input for them. And 
I'm happy that you knew in a like in such a young age that their dreams were not your dreams. Um, I don't think I realized maybe that until a little later. Uh, but the fact that you were able to see that at such a young age and then like had the support of your comunidad, which was your tia and your sister. Um, yeah, I, it was was the support that you needed to just be honest, not only to yourself, but to be honest with your parents. And so I give you that that kudos of bravery because <laughs> that's something that I still struggle with up to this day. Yeah, it's definitely something hard to like come over because I feel like our parents think of it um, when you're like, your dreams are not my dreams. It almost comes off like you're being disrespectful, but you're mm. really not. Because I feel like I still have that conversation with my parents where they're like, I want this for you, but I'm like, but I don't want that. Right, right. And that's always kind of hard. Yeah. And I mean, we're not, we understand where they're coming from. They're not coming from a bad place. Again, they come from, you know, nothing. So they only want the best for you. But just because it's the best for them doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best for us. Which is so funny because, like I said, my mom wanted me to be a nurse and a doctor. And the other day, I forgot why, but she was taking my blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And I literally got queasy from that. (laughs) Like, she put the thing on my arm, and I was like, she's like, make a fist. And I's like, I can't. Oh, my and gosh. She was like, she's like, and to think, I wanted you to become a doctor. I was like, yeah, that, I would have exactly. failed, like, I, the first day. <laughs> flunked <laughs> the first period. Because, like, even when I get, like, blood drawn and they prick me, I'm just like, oh. Not the vibe. Not the vibe at all. And it's so funny because, like, I'm 28 now, and sometimes, like, um, because my dad and I still have the primary doctor. Okay. So we'll go together for blood work. So I'll be like, hold my hand. Oh, my and gosh. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, hold my hand. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> Again, not the vibe. Not the vibe. But I can't do needles. I can't. <laughs> Awesome. Well, obviously, we talked about you graduating the Paul Mitchell School. You thrived. You have your own beauty studio. Um, and so you're always involved in, like, now you do weddings, right, yeah. during wedding season um, and all that good stuff. So obviously, within the beauty industry, um, thinness is not only accepted, but it is the standard. And as we know, um, both of us are very creepy girls, and there's nothing wrong with that. We embrace it. We're here for it. Um, but that had to be a little tough and a little hard to see when you're around it, not only through your teachers, but your peers, the people that are modeling for you, whether that's hair, or the nails, the makeup. Um, so the question is, how were you able to come on the other side of that stigma of that fat phobia that people have within the beauty industry. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I feel like at a very young age, one, I realized I was not thin, and I know like my, like my parents and like my grandma and my tias, like I feel like they meant well, Mm -hmm. but that's also just because I felt like it was also put into their brains at a hundred percent a hundred percent them projecting that mm-hmm. so i feel like when i was little they'd always be like oh like look at your tummy like you're so chunky or this this, and that or like if i was sick and didn't eat for a couple of days they'd be like oh my gosh like you're so thin you're so thin oh, or like i like i'm chunky so like my tummy like kind of comes over uh-huh or i have like this little like dent and I remember, like, at a very young age, like, my grandma would be like, yeah, we have to put, like, a faha on you so, like, you look, like, very, like, 
slim and put together. And I was like, what? How old do you think I was she very, had started when she had said that? Little. Okay. I can't remember like an exact age, but I remember I was so little that because I remember being so little being like, why would I have to look like I'm confused? Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm just trying to go outside and play with my friends. Oh, was, like real, like, yeah. I was really little. Okay. Like, I was very little. Like, I want to say like I was still in grade school. I feel like it really became apparent that like I wasn't then mm-hmm. when I was in middle school because when we lived in the city, obviously I went to a Catholic school here in Chicago. So I was like amongst my peers, like other Latinos who were like the same body and built as me. So that's why I felt like I never noticed it in grade school. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. when I was in middle school, we had actually moved out to Plainfield, mm-hmm. which is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I kind of realized like a bourbon in the, in the Chicago. Like, yeah. Okay. The suburban area mm-hmm. that I was kind of like, oh shit. Yeah. I am kind of like chunky because it was predominantly like a lot of white girls. Mm-hmm. And they were all so thin. And I remember they used to, like, girls in the locker room or, like, girls I went to school with would talk about, like, oh, like, I'm a double zero. I'm a zero. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, a zero? I was like, I'm, like, an eight. And yeah. I'm in, like, seventh grade. Like, I'm an eight. Like, I already had, like, I was already, like, growing boobs. And I had, like. Developing. Yeah. And I had, like, hips and a butt. And I was like. You're a zero? Like a double zero? Like I I didn't even know I, You know what's funny? I never knew those numbers existed. I was about to say that. I didn't I went to a predominantly white high school as well out in the burbs of Chicago and I was not aware of a double zero or a zero because everyone in our family was was minimum yeah. at least a ten. So I always thought like double did. And when I was in grammar school, um, when we had to wear our skirts, right, um, in grammar school, like I would go get the husky size. I remember it was called husky. (laughs) And so I just thought that was very normal. And then even like my primas, our other primas, their hand-me-downs, they were sizes 10s and 12s. You're right. Absolutely. High school. So I was like, wait, I was like, there's numbers on jeans? Like, what? And it was like, again, it was just like such a culture shock, too. Absolutely, like yeah. In Catholic school, on gym days, you would literally wear your gym suit all day. Mm-hmm. Like, it wouldn't change. Like, there was no such thing as, like, locker rooms. Mm-hmm. So when I was in, like, seventh grade, eighth grade, and all were changing in front of girls, and they're talking about jean sizes, and I'm like, what? There's there's sizes on jeans? Like, I, li- like, I literally had no idea. Mm-hmm. It was just shocking to me. And then again, like, they're like, double zero and I'm like double zero I don't think I've ever been like I don't think I probably was a double zero like as a toddler like, <laughs> maybe when I was born coming out of my mother's born, like womb literally but that was probably it <laughs> yeah so you would say then that the way you were able to handle it in beauty school wasn't even a question or such so much of an issue because of the fact that you were exposed to that in grammar school yes okay i also think too although i kind of hate it because like i don't want to make it sound like our bodies are trends because it's not Mm -hmm. true at all Mm -hmm. but i feel like as time has progressed we have also just accepted that one we're all not double zeros Mm -hmm. never been double zero in my life Mm -hmm. but also like it's okay for us to like not fit into that category or that box so i feel like it was I never really, like I said, like I didn't notice it until I was in like middle school and high school. 
But I felt like I also lost a lot of weight when I was in high school, not intentionally, but like because I was in sports. And that's mm-hmm. just natural because like me and my sister, we would take like gymnastics and we were mm-hmm. cheerleading. So it was just like natural. Also, like your metabolism at that time, because mm-hmm. you're working out so much, like you just get kind of thinner, which is funny because I still thought I was fat at that point. Yeah. And I look back on pictures and I'm like, wow, you literally not even fat like at all (laughs) which brings me back to my next question um did you think that you were fat just because of the peers that you had or like you had mentioned right like your grandmother was out here trying to get you in a faja tus papas sometimes would make comments but did it also extend to your friends verbally saying something and also was it other family members commenting on your yeah, way? So I was never so much my friends. Okay. I feel like most of my friends, they were skinnier than me, but I felt like we were kind of like in the same mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. but we never shared clothes like that. And I also feel like I never really got close to anyone like that. Okay. But I did feel like I had like family members like comment on my weight like i feel like my grandma is a pretty like curvy woman too mm-hmm. and i remember like one of my theas like growing up she would be like oh like Tere, she's literally coming out like you like she's just busty and i was like very little like i was like a teenager and i was like i don't even know what that means like again like i'm I, playing tag yeah, i'm on like, rollerblades what's tag. happening like, i just want to go play with my primos primas like we're just trying to go in the pool like <laughs> which not not much has changed, but (laughs) I also feel like because I was curvier and at some point, like I do remember like being pretty chunky and I remember like some of my dads would be like, oh, like, oh, like they tell my dad, like, you don't have to worry about like guys liking her because she's like a chunky girl. Wait, you said familia would say this? Yeah. What? This is shocking to me. And it was crazy to me because when I heard that, Again, I was so little, like, I didn't right. really, like, I did think about it, but I don't think I realized how much it affected me until I was older. And I would always wonder, like, when guys would like me or, like, talk to me or, like, flirt with me. And I'd be like, wait, you like me? Like, mm-hmm. why? You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe because I felt like I was almost conditioned to be like, absolutely, oh, guys are not going to like you. Ooh. But on the contrary that's actually a good way to put it because you know what all of the like you said you were so young that you didn't understand but at at that point but maybe you did intake that um and then it came out to like when you were blooming and then all of a sudden you're like wait do you like me for me how can you like me for me i'm not thin and so that's where the self-worth the self-sabotage the insecurities pop in and like you said it wasn't until you got older and that's that's kind of effed up because that's when that's when you don't want to be having well you obviously never really want to be having insecurities but we're all yeah, human beings here like, and what? we do that um yeah that's that's terrible uh yeah. <laughs> i didn't know some of our theas were doing that and that's pretty fucked up so yeah. i am so sorry that you went through that again i didn't realize it at the time until yeah. like later on well most i didn't really realize it until like i was actually an adult and i was like Damn. You know what? Like that was really like a fucked up thing to say to like a teenager. Absolutely. Because you know, like I said, like at that point, like I was so young, and not that I was naive, but it's like you don't think about those things when you're little. No. I feel like it's completely like conditioned and embedded into you. Yeah. Because I never thought I never thought in my life like, oh, this guy's not gonna like me because I'm chunky. Like, not until someone put it in my head, then I was like, oh my god, he's not gonna like me. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. 
Um, so having said that, when did you realize, right? So you're talking about all these insecurities now that are stirring up, that are coming up. You're not sure if folks like you because of who you are, or now you're like, how can you like me? Because I'm a little bit more on the, um, plus model size. Um, and again, not our Abercrombie and Hollister double zero models. Um, what was it, or when did you realize and what made you realize that you were more than just your weight? Um, I think what's so funny is I think a lot of it kind of goes back to like when I started going to beauty school. I feel mm. like that phase, whenever I talk about it, it's always such a transitional, like spiritual transformative stage for me because one, I like completely changed career paths. Like I went mm-hmm. from like, going to business school to, you know, doing hair, which essentially is still kind of on the business side, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of different. And I think when I went to school, and I really appreciate Paul Mitchell for this too, is because they have so many, like, programs where they talk about, like, acceptance of, like, who you are, mm-hmm. like, living your truth, celebrating literally anything and anything in your life. So I felt like when I went to Paul Mitchell, they have what's called like guest speakers. So like every week, oh, like okay. either somebody who had like a motivational book, like a life book, a life coaching book, or just people who ran their own salons, like they would come in and like talk to us. And one of the biggest things that I feel like everyone said, it was like, no matter like who you are, like you are special. Like don't let anyone ever make you not feel special. And I was just like, you know what? Like you're right. And then I think too, is this is kind of where I started like reading a lot of motivational books. And I just realized like, you know, you know, after high school and you enter college, like granted everyone like gains weight like i think it's very normal yeah i mean isn't it called the freshman 15 yeah yeah yeah. and there's a reason for that because you're not the same person you were in high school like i'm 28 years old now like my body should not look like the way i did when i was 16 like it's also well at least for me like i i could tell you exactly why i did (laughs) my freshman 15 right it's like you are no longer doing sports because you're trying to become an adult. Yeah. Pay for your college. You're yeah. trying to help your parents pay for college. So you either have one or two part-time jobs. You're running around. You're on a bus. You have to get the fast food. Uh, I mean, we're all partying and partying. we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Um, at like, that age. Exactly. You don't have a schedule. No. Like you said, you're adulting. You're adulting. And I think what a, One of the books I read, too, which is funny because I can't remember the book what it was, Mm -hmm. but they even talk about, like, you're not the same person that you were when you were in high school. And I feel like a lot of people do that where they're like, oh, when I was in high school, like, I weighed this much. But it's also like, okay, like, you're 32 years old, girl. Like, you're (laughs) not supposed to look like what you did in high school. Like, high school should not be your peak that you're looking back on. Because I think of myself Yeah, let's remember some of the parents out there in the world about that. Absolutely. I I know them. (laughs) I I think about it now, and I'm like, I love the stage that I'm at now. And it's not that I don't like the high school stage of me. I still love her. But, like, who I am now is who I am now. And we're just only getting better with age. That's Mm, how I think about it. Aging like fine. Aging like fine wine. wine. (laughs) I love to hear it. Yes. 
Cool. So what tools and resources um, can we use to make sure that we are on the right path of body um, with our body image journeys? Um, like, what do you like if you could name three moves that we should do like now starting today to help us improve our um, body image? What what would you think your advice would be? Honestly, I feel like one of the biggest things for me, and it's so funny because my sister always says, as I look at the mirror quite frequently at myself, and she thinks that I'm looking at myself like in vain, mm -hmm. and I'm not. Well, one, I'm a hairstylist, so there's a mirror in front of me literally all day, 24-7, <laughs> and there's a mirror in my room. And it's not that I'm looking at myself to be vain, but I'm looking at myself because I'm like, I'm fully aware of what I look like, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like for my sister, love her to death, Emmy, mm -hmm. um, I feel like she's in that transition right now where she's like, I don't want to look in the mirror because mm -hmm. I don't like what I see. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you shouldn't feel I've been that. there. Yeah. And I've I'm been like, there. You shouldn't feel that way because you are a beautiful person inside and out. No matter how much you weigh or how skinny you are, like you are a beautiful person. And I remember actually literally this past holiday season, she was like, she's like, oh, yeah, I gained like five pounds. And I was like, okay, and? Yeah. And she was just like, well, I gained five pounds. And I was like, it was the holidays and me, like we've been drinking and eating like nonstop. Literally <laughs> on Christmas Eve, we did not stop eating. Like the whole day we were eating. And then y'all came for Christmas. And then we came for Christmas. And, and then we, we still had a holiday party. And we had a holiday party. And oh, I'm like, God. we've literally been like eating nonstop. And I was like, it's five pounds. I'm like, who cares? And I was like, and we can go to the gym. And I was like, and I don't say go to the gym like we're punishing ourselves. Mm -hmm. I say go to the gym because we're celebrating the fact that we can move our bodies and that we can be active and healthy because not everyone gets that opportunity to do that. So I'm like, it's just a number. It literally does not mean anything. And I think that, okay, so that's okay. that's one. It's, that's oh, what I was gonna, what I was gonna um, touch upon with that is uh, saying, Maybe like for me, right, where I, I'm asking you to name three. Um, for me, what I started doing is not getting on the scale. Yeah, just don't I just it. can't. Like I know I know what damage I have done. <laughs> um, yeah. I know what damage I have done and I don't need to be reminded by a number. And it's me literally kind of almost telling myself that mantra of, I am more than just a number. I am more than just a number. And and like, absolutely we are. But again, like all the media, all the hype, all of these, whether it's an influencer, you know, that you see on a social media platform or actors, actresses, people like that, like it's just always infused in your brain to like have to look or look yeah. a certain way aesthetically as well as pound wise. And so, yeah, that's, that's mine is like, I don't, I refuse to get on the no, scale. And I can't even tell you the last time I got on a scale. Because like I said, when I work out, I mm -hmm. change that mindset of like it being like, oh my gosh, I'm punning, punishing myself because I ate so much. It's more so like, no, I'm celebrating the fact that both my legs work and I could still run this mile. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, like, I love so that way. Wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, no, of course. But like I'm celebrating the fact that I can move. And I think once I told Emily that, she was just like, okay, that that makes sense. I'm like, it's yeah. five pounds. I'm like, stop looking at the number. Because then I feel like that's how like diets and like exercises mm. don't work because you're so fixated on that number mm -hmm. versus just going to work out to work out. Love yeah. it. I feel it. Yeah. yeah. And then my second one yes. is um, 
again, I feel like I talk about this a lot with like my friends and my sister because I love her. Sorry, I mean, we're just going to use you as an example. Oh, no. <laughs> sometimes like we'll go to the store and she's like, this is cute. But I'll like there was one time this romper that mm. she wanted and it was like not in her size. And she was like, maybe I'll get it. So like it'll motivate me to lose weight. And I was like, no. I was like, no, we can literally go find your romper in the same size and you're going to live your truth. Or in the correct yeah, size. In yeah, in the correct size and you're going to live your truth now. So I think part of that goes back to like, don't wait to be like a certain size or being skinny to wear the clothes that you want to wear. Wear the crop top, wear the skirt, wear the shorts, just pick the appropriate size so you're, you're comfortable too. Because obviously if you're not wearing the right size, like... You're not going to feel comfortable or mm -hmm. confident. And then people can tell that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I definitely have, have that, that my prima has. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to get it because it's going to motivate yeah. me. I used to be that person yeah. for sure. And I know my, my journey has taken an, a great, a great, um, a great step forward these past few years because I, I definitely know I have some type of body dysmorphia. I did, mm -hmm. you know, and so, I used to do that and it's literally body shaming yourself yeah. and it's not okay and that's not right and it shouldn't be accepted and the fact that she has you in her corner and letting her know that it's okay to be a human being and like sure you're working on you whatever that means for you but get it like you can still celebrate right now live your truth now I think is a very powerful statement and I think we need to hear a lot more of that because too many of us are living in that like well let, let me lose the five pounds yeah or let me diet and not eat that much this week yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no no you still gotta eat on the contrary I had three chocolate strawberries <laughs> <laughs> I actually have mine here I'm not gonna chew on it yet because you can hear it through the mic but afterwards ladies and gentlemen I will definitely be getting in on that action okay so that was your second one and then your third my third one hmm if you have let me think what did I write down so like for example for my oh go ahead no go ahead I was gonna say like for mine another one that I have is uh I love dancing and oh, yeah. sometimes I'll do it in the mirror sometimes I won't uh but I think just dancing for me like helps release those happy endorphins like it makes me remember kind of like the whole gratitude thing which yeah. I think is what I what I'm practicing this uh this 2023 it's not body positivity it's body neutrality and mm -hmm. that's what you were speaking on it's being grateful for what you are what your body is capable for like yes. thank you lungs for working and giving me the capacity to breathe in and out air so i could survive like you were saying thank you so much legs for being here with me so i can train for that 5k or for that sham shamrock shuffle uh and so the way that i'm taking body neutrality this time around is like fuck it i'm gonna dance whenever like i want to dance like whether it's stressy like whether i'm stressed whether i'm sad whether i'm happy angry um like let's just dance it out let's just Absolutely. dance it out and i think that's one of the that's one of the things that I do, like start, like I've started last, like um, in December of last year of 2022, I started doing that. Just like, this is the way that I'm going to honor my body. Yes. I love that. I remembered my third one. Okay. Um, <laughs> in the midst of you saying all that, but it's actually really funny because I'm on TikTok a lot. Okay. So I love me some TikTok and social media. 
But there's a sound, I believe it's SZA who says it. Okay. And she's, it says, your fear, of li- your fear of looking stupid is holding you back. Mm, and I feel like that's so, so everyone wants true. to be like the it girl. Yes. Or the pick me girl. And honestly, hot girl summer, hot girl. girl summer girl. I know. Yes. And honestly, social media is fake. So remember that. Everything you see on social media is not fake, but like. Alter. Alter. Like pictures. Like social media is made to look like perfect. Like Instagram perfect. It's the perfect life. The perfect marriage. The perfect body. The perfect makeup. Fake. Fake news. <laughs> and it's funny because I actually had to go through with Yolanda and like she was you were showing me somebody and you were like she looks so good and I was like she's had work done mm. and you were like wait what and then we went through a whole thing like looking at Instagram feed I was like her face is done her body this done. is true and it's not that no hate if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do but oh it was carol g i had no idea Um, i know y'all like and i'm like like i'm a huge carol g fan i had no idea i'm not shaming her like if that's what you want to do absolutely but i was also just like but don't compare yourself to someone who's had work done because oh yes that's not real you know what i mean also it's just me and my like typical anxiety (laughs) i'm going to colombia so i need to look like carol g <laughs> what like, shocker and filters yes and like i'm not gonna lie and sit here and say like i've never used a filter i have mm-hmm. and i do it all the time but like again like sometimes people will be like oh my god like your skin looks so good lies i have acne scars in my hair you just never would know that like that's what i'm saying like social media is fake and also just like your fear of looking stupid and trying to fit in is holding you back. Like, I feel like I stopped caring what other people think. So I feel like when I, like, go out and I do anything, like, I literally don't care who's watching. Like, I will do karaoke. I can't sing. <laughs> I will dance to – I've gone line dancing, and I've gone to, like, salsa clubs, like – um we dance like cumbia and stuff like that and i don't know the steps but i'm gonna go ahead and be on that dance floor that's one thing i've gone to weddings where i literally know nobody and i'm on the dance floor versus like the couples or like the people who are invited and it's so funny because they're like oh my gosh like you just like killed it and i'm like yeah because i'm never gonna see any of you guys ever again <laughs> so like i'm gonna drink and i'm gonna dance and i'm gonna grab somebody's wife and they're gonna dance with me hey. <laughs> so i feel like i don't know i just don't care let people watch and i get it sometimes it's like very intimidating to have people watch you but most of the time i feel like people are watching you and if they're hating on you, it's probably because they're envious. Ooh, gem drop. Yeah, so I think that's, like, literally, because I feel like, again, like, social media, like, you see all these people, like, they hate on, they hate, there's so much, like, hate comments and just, like, people hating, and I'm just like, you literally could just scroll. You could have scrolled. True, and not very true. Anything. So I feel like you're hating for a reason. Yeah. No, I totally agree, and I think um, – I think that's very powerful and it's something that I definitely have to work on. I know I have a lot of a fe- fear of el que dirán. Basically, yeah. that's what it is, is el que dirán. And you're just like, you know what? Al carajo el que dirán. Like, yeah. we don't need to worry about what what they think or how they're going to perceive us or how they're going to portray us. 
I'm going to get up. I'm going to shake my little tutu and I'm going to yeah. have fun. And I'm, and I'm going to go ahead and sing to this banger yeah. while I'm shake. Bang I mean, canción. shout out to that canción. <laughs> um no that's so beautiful and i and i love that because i think you're right i think a lot of us are are holding back and i include myself in that and so it's funny because i actually had just dm'd a friend i had posted um a photo of myself because i recorded two podcasts uh yesterday and i had like put oh what a productive day and i didn't put a filter on purpose and, and it looks really pretty. I like Aw, thank you. Her. Thank you. Yeah. And so my girlfriend actually had a DM me and she's like, girl, like, what's the skin routine? And I was like, oh, if only I told you, like, I got my stuff at Marshall's for like two, <laughs> two bucks. Um, and she was and I was like, oh, also, there's no filter. And she was like, shocked. And she was yeah. like, like, this is awesome. Like, you know, kudos to you. And I told her, you know, for the year of 2023, when it comes to my business, I don't want to be using as much filters as I do as I did last year. And I think it's just because I want to get comfortable in in owning who I am and like owning not only all the beauty that I have, but also owning the flaws like, yo, I'm 35. Like, and, but it's also like, it's okay if I have my laugh, like I laugh all the time, you know, yeah. I'm always laughing. Like, I know I'm going to have a little bit of laugh lines. Like, let me show that out there. And I'm getting to the point now too, where like, if I let go of my fear, I hope me being vulnerable enough mm-hmm. will give the strength for other people to be like, oh, yeah, it's going good for her, but she's also flawed or like, it's okay to yeah. have laugh lines it's okay to have a little bit of ojeras on certain days because you know you're oh you're gosh, working yeah. or stuff like that so <laughs> so that's so that's my i guess that's my um my own intention for 2023 it's like show up your most authentic self your most real self without filters and yes. hopefully it will it will help people know that it's okay to like be normal because I don't think we be weird, be Be normal. It's, it's okay to not look like the cute noise filter or all the other filters that are out there. I mean, shout out to cute noise. I'm going to piggyback off your social. Absolutely. Because it's funny when I, I keep saying that, let me stop saying that's funny, but (laughs) it's interesting that you point that out because I feel like when I graduated beauty school, I wanted my Instagram to be like this super like aesthetic Mm -hmm. beige neutrals. I am not beige, mm-hmm. like not at all. Like mm-hmm. I'm literally like a feral cat. <laughs> and I feel like I've gotten a lot of my clientele too because I make such like corny, <laughs> stupid, funny videos because I'm like, that's who I am. Like that's yeah. what's going on up here, like 24 seven. It's a TikTok song in here somewhere <laughs> or a TikTok trend. And I've gotten so many clients because they're like, oh, I love your page. I'm like, really? Because I feel like it looks so dysfunctional. (laughs) And I feel like some people, especially like when I was in cosmetology Mm -hmm. school or in barber school, they're always like, it needs to be like cohesive and like look aesthetically pleasing. And I'm like, I get that to a certain extent, but I'm not If I hear that one more time, though. Yeah, like, I'm not that person. Like, look at me. My hair is red and black. I think I'm a beige person. Like, no. And kudos to you if your social media is like that, because I could just, like, not. I can never do that. Yeah. I'm just a weird person. Like, I always say, because there's 
down that I saw on TikTok, and I feel like me and my sister literally always said each other like raccoon memes. And it was a sound that was like, I'm like a raccoon in the garage. That's me. That's me. Just like feral, rabid, untamed. But the good thing is that you're showing up as yourself. You're not having the fear of having to be aesthetically pleasing. And yeah. yet here you go having your own studio and your clients showing up not because like they can get their hair cut anywhere else. Yeah. They can get their hair dyed by anyone else, right? Absolutely. Their nails, same. But they come to you because they can relate to that or and also being like, you know what? Shout out to her for keeping it one hundo, yeah. even when it's the quirkiest, the weirdest. The most um almost too easy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh like a little like you know, a little a little a little wacky. And that's okay. And like they embrace that and we embrace that. And so I love I love that for you. And that goes to show you that the clients and the customers that you do have are not there because I mean, obviously you're a badass at what you do, you're an expert, like you've graduated, you're amazing, but they also show up because it's you. Yeah. And it's authentically you. That's authentic. Yeah, literally after hours, just like this. <laughs> Get what you see. <laughs> awesome. Well, here at Making Leader Moves, we like to normalize. Uh, maybe there's a different word, but we like to normalize when something doesn't go your way 100%. Yeah. So some people like to call that a failure. Some people like to call that a bump in the road. Um, it's and, and we like to normalize it because it's kind of our thing being human here, mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes we don't even edit our videos or our podcast because we want people to realize like we're all working. Some of us are moms and we have to do 10 th different things at the same time. So Absolutely. we just like normalizing being human. Um, and so with having said that, can you tell me of a recent time that you either hit a bump on the road or had some type of quote unquote failure and how even though you had that bump on the road, that you were still able to keep focused on your goals. Yeah. So that's funny because I feel like there's not just one, there's like a couple. <laughs> but pick I, one, pick one. Pick one. Okay, I'll pick one. So this is actually my third year. I'm going on year three of like being on my own, running my own studio. Mm -hmm. So year two, year one was probably like the hardest year because obviously like. Well, and let's also just make the listeners very aware. The first year you had opened up in the pandemic. You opened up yeah, in 2020. I opened, yeah, I opened yeah. up in 2020. So mm -hmm. right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. I was so delusional. I was like, it's now or never. <laughs> and we're going to do it. And so when I opened up, I felt like because my studio is literally just me and no one else, it was very nice because, one, we were in the middle of a pandemic, so you weren't around anybody else. Mm -hmm. So that was a plus. And I did really good for a while, but I almost got, like, too comfortable. Okay. Like, I was like, you know, you kind of, you're like, I'm the shit, right? You're of course. Like, I could do this. And then all of a sudden, you're, like, not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. like, not that social media is the whole thing, but like I wasn't working on social media or my website or client retention or like getting back to people. I was like, they'll come to me. And it's like, you weren't mm -hmm. taking care of business. Yeah, I was not taking care of business. And I was like, okay, like, no, it works both ways. Like, mm. you also have to put it out there like, hey, I'm available or hey, it's me again. And I just kind of like lacked on that part. So and then I was like, not get like busy. Mm hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to pay bills? Like, I can't do this. I got to pay rent here. I got to pay rent at home. 
Mm-hmm. It was just too much. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a failure. And I always, I felt like I just had to strictly do like sweet stuff mm-hmm. to be successful. Like I was putting myself literally in that box mm. because like, um, like some mentors that I had that were like in hair, like doing hair, they're like, well, why don't you like reach out to like photographers or like, um, what is it? Like a uh, realtor firm. Oh, okay. Like people who do like headshots and need their hair and makeup done, like, or venture out into the community. And I was like, that's like so much work. Like, why would I want to do that? Like I became my own boss. So I wouldn't have to do stuff like that to work underneath somebody. Right. And then, you know, I was struggling. And then finally, like at the time, my boyfriend was like, I think you need to not think about it that way. He's like, you're not sacrificing your salon to work for somebody else. They're like, it's just another venture of having money. And they're like, maybe try to find something that's a little more like lenient, Mm -hmm. which actually worked out because bringing back to being wild at a party, at a wedding that I had went to, one of um, the bride's like family Mm -hmm. um, last minute wanted like hair and makeup done. But the people who were hired for it, which is kind of required by the way, they couldn't fit anybody to the schedule because it was like literally too late. It was like the day before. And because I was attending the wedding already, I was like, yeah, sure. I'll just do it. I'll bring my stuff. So I was actually working with a lady named Carolyn. Shout out to Carolyn because we love her. She mm-hmm. was like, you have to work for Patty McGuire. Like we do weddings, like hair and makeup, like literally basically from like April until December. Oh, wow. Like we're, like, we're booked. Like there's a very short window of time that we're not busy. And I was like, yeah, like, that's not a problem. And I remember emailing Patty. And this past year was the first year that I worked with her. And like, oh, my God, like, I love Patty so much. I feel like she, one, she's just an amazing, I don't even want to call her a boss because she doesn't feel that way. But she feels just like a great mentor and leader. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just so inspiring. And I was just such a privilege to work with her and to be a part of these weddings and just like meeting all these people and like all this like community connections. And I'm like, wow, I almost missed that opportunity because I didn't want to venture out outside Mm -hmm. of like my suite. And Mm -hmm. now I get to do both those things. Like I get to have my suite and I get to have this bridal stuff with her. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wow. You know, so just kind of like venturing out of that. And it was like, I thought I was being a, comp- like, I thought at some point, like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to close the doors mm-hmm. because I don't have anything. And I was just putting myself in that box when I shouldn't have. Right. No. And you know what? If anything, it was definitely a learning experience for you because, like you said, you really thought, like, oh, it's my studio. I am the shit. All these clients are coming to me. But you didn't even realize that there was so much more to you just having your own studio and doing hair in your own studio. You didn't realize that, like the realtor thing, like I would have never thought about that, you know? Um, And so just, and then like these bridal parties and like, this is what you do now. Sometimes, like sometimes, and then sometimes you work in your studio. And the fact that you have now your own connections and your own mentors and then you've become mentors to other women that are barely starting um i think it's full circle and it's so beautiful and so we love that for you i do too and it's funny because i feel like a lot of my friends now who have studios and i'm like what do you need what do you need help with like i will Mm -hmm. help you so you don't have to do this by yourself i promise and like right Mm -hmm. now the power of community the power of support 
uh, what's the word? I'm, I'm not like an expert. So I'm yeah. not like, oh, you have to pay me. At some point, we will get to that point. But right now, I'm like, oh, you know, you're starting off. I'm starting off too. I'm still new to this. But like, let's, let's learn help together. each other. I love that. That's community. <laughs> yeah, we love, love that. that. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So speaking of community, what communities do you find helpful to break the stigma um, of speaking on how our bodies uh, or how we view our bodies in the Latino or Latina um, community? Hmm. Is there anyone that you specifically follow? I do have a few. I don't have anyone. I think mostly just like TikTok. I can't think of anyone like off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just like, which is so funny because a lot of my uh, oh my god, I gotta stop saying that. I keep saying that. But on my TikTok, I follow all these. Oh man, now I wish I like knew their names. But I follow like plus size models, and they're always just like, "This is what I'm wearing," or "This is what you should wear if you're like this body shape and this and that." And I think it's just so beautiful because they're like, "Yeah, like I'm a size 16." I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm a size 16." <laughs> I'm like, "But you look smaller than me." But I'm like, "Oh, that doesn't matter." Yeah. But. I think that helps, like, once you see it, and I think just a lot, like, affirmations and stuff. And mm. believe it or not, I actually read a book, and I have the quote here. Oh, we will get to that question, yeah. my friend. So we'll <laughs> come back to that. But I had a quote, and it just really, like, made me think, like, you know what? I am enough for, like, who I am. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. What are your people? Um, so I do follow a few. I actually, on Instagram, I follow this artist. Um, she goes by Sony Artist. And she has these beautiful, beautiful pictures of um, women of color, specifically Latina women. And that, you know, the the art pieces that she makes are um, not only some of them are like positive affirmations, but like it's also just showing the beauty of our skin and showing mm -hmm. the beauty of our body and showing off those curves, showing off the long hair, showing off the short hair, just like showing and embracing who we are. And I think that's beautiful because she puts it in such a way that not only is she showcasing body, but she also showcases um, like the nature of it. So like sometimes she'll have like a naked woman in the river or like Ooh, in the cosmic nice. universe. Yeah. And so it's so beautiful. I also follow your dietitian BFF um, and your Latina nutritionist. And I think mm -hmm. those are really dope because they have you know, a lot of people, I think, get it confused, including myself, before I started educating myself with these women that I follow, mm -hmm. you know, just because it says dietitian or just because they have a great Instagram page, right? Because it's mm -hmm. like aesthetically pleasing. And just because they're thin doesn't mean that they know what the hell they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so the the people that I had just mentioned, they have a lot of um, like, be careful if you're following this person red flag um, or like they had this whole holiday campaign. It's like, don't tell me what to eat or like, don't like, don't step on the scale, sis. Like you're more mm -hmm. than just a number or they try to even break the stigma about um, certain things that we were told as you know, as you, as you venture out of, of your culture, when it comes to like jobs mm -hmm. and your career, Oh, you're eating rice again. Or like, oh, you're eating pollo again, and you're like, oh yeah, like of course, like I make pollo and rice like five times a week. What else am I supposed to? Eat? But it's like, yeah, um, but it's like they, they're these dietitians are trying to break the stigma of like a a tortilla is not gonna kill you. Don't sacrifice a tortilla, no, or like not. the arroz is not gonna kill you. Don't sacrifice the arroz, and so the they're. Also 
Yeah. And so I love them because they focus more on uh, nutrition than what you're putting in your mouth. And yes. then like breaking again, just like that kind of fat phobia stigma. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love them and I, and I, and I learned a lot from them. So shout out, shout out to them. Um, all right. Awesome. So what, um, where do you find your communities um, to help support you? both virtually or in person? Virtually, a lot of just like, again, girls on TikTok just like <laughs> pop up. And again, they just talk about like, you know, like I feel like it's a very common thing right now. If you're not on TikTok, I'll explain. But on TikTok, yeah, it's, I'm not on TikTok. it's like what I eat in a day. And it'll be like these girls are like, I just had like oatmeal. But then what? I'm like, what? I'm like, sometimes I'd be having like the big breakfast from McDonald's. Like, what are you talking about? You just had oatmeal and a banana. But this I is like, scary to me. Scary. This is alarming. But also, there's other girls that will like stitch the videos, which is like they'll show the first clip to that video, and then they're like, "Let me show you a realistic thing of what." Like I a response, eat. basically. Yeah, okay, got it. A lot of the girls are like they're big girls, but they're also like, "But let's be real." She's like, "I still eat Chipotle. Like, I still eat yeah, McDonald's." And I think that's so true. Like I said, like going back to the whole like social media is just like um, an interpretation of someone's like life. Just because what they're eating doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And also, like, I like McDonald's Big Breakfast. And that's what I'm going to eat today. Not just a bowl of oatmeal. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Yeah. So I feel like I think that's why I appreciate my TikTok so much is because I see so many demographics of women. And they're like, okay, well, that may work for you. But I am going to go ahead and eat this Big Mac for lunch, you know? Or like, oh, this is what I eat today and I'll eat, like, I'm eating better tomorrow. But, you know, just one of those things. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you. I think for me, it's finally speaking about it um, and speaking about it in safe places. Yes. Because in high school, it was something that I could never talk about. Um, and then especially, you know, when I was in the corporate America, it's something that I definitely couldn't speak about. Mm-hmm. So finally finding my community, finding mis hermanas, finding the safe space and the safe people to be vulnerable, speak this out, and then realizing I'm not alone. Like we were all traumatized, whether it was, again, our tias, our tios, nuestros papas, our parents, um, even though we love them so much, our abuelitas, our grandparents, like we love them, but damn, like there was, yeah, like there was a lot of trauma there for sure, like you had mentioned earlier. And I think just being able to speak for real, for real about that, like I know when me and you first had our talk about that and then me and your sister, me and your sister were on very similar paths. And then I was just like, Oh my God, we are 10 years apart in age, but that resonation is very real. It's very real. And just being able to both of us have like be on our journeys. I know they're separate journeys, but we're both going on it together. Ooh, Ooh. our light went out. Um, um, Let's see. So even though like we're both going on our separate journeys, like the fact that we're both in it together, the fact that we're both familia, the fact that we both understand the struggle, I think... Mm -hmm. I think is very powerful because I don't feel alone. And then that's with your sister. And then with you, like every time I start getting into my head, you're like, well, she calls me Nana and she's like, Nana, like we cannot do this. We don't have the time. 
Um, and you know what? And and like the more the more we've hung out, right? Thing like that's that's one good thing that came out of COVID was that we that we hung out all the time. Yeah. Um, is like you like you echándome porras, like being my cheerleader, literally being my hype woman, being like we don't have the time for this. So like be fabulous. You are fabulous, yeah. and like like you say, wear that jumpsuit. Oh, it doesn't fit. Like get the extra large no one's gonna care like yeah. it's just a label that you know about but no one's checking no to one's see like, if you're the oh double zero <laughs> right so i like having you for sure it has has like opened up my eyes because seeing you be very carefree very um not living in the fear and being very nonchalant has definitely helped me come out of that fearful zone of like I am so much more yes, than my weight so and my body. More. So also, I am not the kind of person that's like, we're not going to eat. I'm like, why are you not eating? <laughs> and it's funny because sometimes I don't eat that much when I'm at work, but that's literally because I'm so busy. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you worry, because when I get off work, I'm like eating everything inside. Well, we've already ordered a pizza, yeah, and and it's on, pizza. and it's on it's our way. <laughs> so we will definitely be doing that. Um, yes, yes. After after this podcast. All right, so in every episode, we ask our guests to recommend a book for our leaders. Can you tell us what your recommendation is? Oh, okay. I feel like it's maybe not a book so much about body image, but they're my favorite ones. Okay. So one's an actual book. It's called 101 Essays to Change the Way You Think, and it's, I believe, by Brianna West. Okay. And the second book, you could tie it with body image, and love it's called please love me at your worst michelle angelo okay and i really like it's a poetry book so if you're not into poetry i don't know i think it's give it a shot give it a shot it's it's almost like reading someone's journal like you don't have to read it from beginning to end like you can just pick up wherever and i like um 101 essays to change the way you think because they talk a lot about anxiety um, your personal relationships with like food and stuff like that. And Ooh. I feel like they go hand in hand. Because, Absolutely. You know, like it's very, some people have like eating disorders. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I never did because first of all, I love food. Mm-hmm. I also just have a phobia of throwing up. So, and I can't like not eat. That was never an option, which is, we're going to tie off to like a quick story real quick. One time when I was like really chunky, my dad took me to the doctor and they were like, mm-hmm. you know, you should watch like what she's eating. She's gaining a lot of weight. And he was kind of like, eh. And he took me for tacos afterwards. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, yeah. I think that's so funny. <laughs> I, think that, I think about that story a lot because my dad was just like, whatever we don't have the time for these doctors yeah but you know what like i will say like that's a great journey for you the fact that you weren't able to get there but again like we know family members that have been there and that and that have had to go through that you know and so even though you didn't like we definitely need to empathize with the people who have had or who still do have eating disorders mm-hmm. and then one quote i'll leave you with from the poetry book and i thought it was very beautiful um it says you deserve to be loved without condition you are enough without trying harder without learning new things without accomplishments without success without getting bigger or smaller or without getting smarter without improvements and without changing anything about you you are enough and i thought that was beautiful because i feel like 
a lot of the times, like, you know, whether you're like single or you're going on a like, fitness journey, people are always like, just love yourself, just love yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bitch, I already love myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But sometimes we forget, like, it's hard. Just because you're not where you want to be doesn't mean that you're not enough. And it doesn't mean mm. when you get to that stage, you're going to be everything you want. Like, no, all these things are still going to exist even when you get to that destination. That's so, true because you're yeah. going to have like other anxieties or like one of the anxieties, like once you make it right, once whatever that is make to it, you, yeah. whether that, whatever that means to you, like then you're going to have the anxiety of how long am I going to be here? Absolutely. Or you won't even enjoy it because you're already thinking of the other step that's going to go ahead of time. So Absolutely. that's a beautiful quote. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I don't know if I've seen a particular book, but I know I do have a workbook, which I will put in the comments um, when we do this. But I, I, I did it. I purchased this like little workbook and it's called Body Neutrality. And again, it's like what we've talked about. It's yeah. giving gratitude to your body, not focusing on body positivity, not really focusing on body image. It's focusing on the functions that your body can do for you and all the magic that it produces daily. Yeah. And I think that's very important because especially like for someone like me, and I know I shared it with your sister because if we get too fixated, like sometimes body, body positivity quotes um, don't work for me. Yeah. Or, or so right or like 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 love yourself do, doesn't work for me but if i am being thankful and intentional with being thankful of certain parts of my body whatever it is for that day that that will make me forget like oh oh well, yeah like you saw this in the mirror and you didn't like it or you know you started picking at this and it's like no, 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 no need to pick on your shoulders or no need to pick on like the little flab underneath your arms like your arms help you reach to get your clothes from the closet yeah. or they help you put you your shoes on so in the like yeah like that's it's great so i love the quote i love the book recommendations and my my recommendation would be you know if if people are also struggling with body positivity or, or body image the way you know i have look into body neutrality and i think that's that's an amazing first yeah. step to go celebrate your body celebrate your body i definitely cried at the gym and people were probably like oh my god she's going through heartbreak and i'm like no i'm literally crying because i'm so proud of the fact that i ran right now oh i'm also just that person yes i'm just like <laughs> 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 and i'm like i can't believe i did that i wanted to give up halfway through that run <laughs> oh it's a, it's okay to, to wear your emotions on your sleeve i know i, know I do people on the treadmill <laughs> don't worry about it stay your lane stay don't in your worry lane about it. stay in your lane awesome well thank you so much for your time prima and sharing your expertise and your resources con the making leader moves community we really appreciate it and all you do for latinas and their general entrepreneurial well-being um how can our leaders follow you and keep up contigo thank you so much for having me too yes yes you can follow me on instagram at ale underscore hair artist mm -hmm. or you can follow me on my facebook page which is alejandra hair artist because ale hair artist was gone unfortunately mm -hmm. or my tiktok my tiktok's kind of like all over the place but it's ale does my hair <laughs> ale does my hair yeah ale cool. does my hair 
the TikTok is probably the most like sporadic random videos that I probably have. That's okay, <laughs> but you got three platforms. But I got three platforms. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, again, Primita, Alejandra, thank you so much for sharing tu tiempo y tu knowledge. Um, I obviously will see you after this recording because yeah, we're gonna, gonna go get we're gonna smash on some pizza. We're probably gonna get dessert, aka ice cream, right afterwards. <laughs> Um, for all of those who have joined, thank you so much for listening. I hope you were able to receive some gems of knowledge that were dropped in today's episode. Don't forget to leave us a review, five estrellitas, por favor, and join the online community Making Leader Moves either on Facebook as well as Instagram. If you do have a question, send your questions to makingleadermoves at gmail.com. Once again, um, thank you so much, and I will catch you on the next episodio. Abrazos, besos, y cariño, familia. Ciao.